cuss corner, it's cuss corner. Cuss corner, it's cuss corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's cuss corner, it's cuss corner. Cuss corner. <laughs> I, I, I don't think people will understand what you're talking about when you call it that. Most people call it the corner or top cat corner. Nah. I just want more people to just say, say something nice about Cuss Corner. It's my favorite show that we do. So are we on 15? I think, I don't know. I can't remember. I it's, can't remember. I don't either, think so. so. It's 14, 15, or 16. What are we on, Tim? I believe it's 14. Like we were way off. Anyway, Gary and Thorne is here. Hello. How are you? I'm good. You're, you're amped to do Cuss a- Corner. Excited for a long a cuss time. Corner? Yeah. It's been I, a while I'm, since we've done actually. I'm hoping just his takes have changed a little bit. No, it's it's all millennial related. Yeah. Well, can't can't exactly go wrong the, with that. Exactly like the first thirteen then. Apparently. Yes, exactly. So. Also, I guess I should introduce I I'm Pat Mayo, that's Gary and Thorne, and the man with the insane takes that you'll hear on the line. His name is Tim and August. Tim and August. That is not my name, and I dispute the insane label to my takes. Yeah, but you're going to say some takes, and then everyone's going to know you're insane just by listening people to come them. come around on my takes after time. You have no idea how many tweets I get from people saying, initially, I didn't agree with what you were saying, but actually, I'm starting to see your way of things, and it's, it's very per- uh, pervasive. What would you say is the ratio between those tweets and people saying that whatever you've recently said oh, is actually your worst take I ever? I can tell you exactly what the ratio is. It's... 50 to 1, just like every poll you ever have on Twitter ends at 98 to 2% every That's single time. Which which That's... one which one wasn't that lopsided? Well, when I had the Twitter poll about who prefers the flat uh, wings to the drumstick wings, it was basically a dead heat. I mean, he lost, but he's going to consider that like one a win. 52-48. That's a win for that, Tim. That is a more as some, rational as, sort as, of conversation. As, some, as someone who claims that every time he gets over 6% in a poll, it's a big win for him. That would be a Be at 48%. Well, the, deck, the deck is stacked against me. You have several times more followers than I do, and you're encouraging the people to vote down. No, I've heard, I've heard oh. you have more followers than many people. A lot of these people who come into your mentions with 42 followers and don't bring the funny. Got more now, followers I, than them, I, Tim. As I've said on previous podcasts, I don't take that cheap shot anymore. Yeah, but Tim, I, I, we were talking about on the win total show that uh, if Tim loses some sort of bet to me, he's going to have to respond to anyone who tweets at him like that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good. Get out of my mentions with your 32 followers. You're a laugh riot. <laughs> anyway, so the first one that I wanted to bring up, and this is uh, about a poll that, Tim, you put out there that you said that people should pour milk into the bowl first before putting in their cereal, which might be the most insane thing you've done since you greased literally the bottom of the pan and put it on the burner and started a grease fire. Well, I was told to grease the bottom of the pan. Anyway, here's here's why you want to put the milk in first. This, it, this is science. This is irrefutable. Okay, if you okay, put the cereal hold, hold, in hold, first, hold on, just stop just for a second. You don't believe in science. I most certainly do. No, you don't. I, I always hear you believe in the science of the Lord over, you know, empirical science. Some of us have significant political science training. Yeah, it's not real science. No. <laughs> not real science, pal. You believe in the science of feelings rather than the science of facts. I do not believe in the science of feelings. I think you do. Let me make my irrefutable point and then you can shake your head and agree with me. <laughs> the reason you put the cereal in after the milk is if you put the cereal in first, 
when you pour the milk over, the cereal gets significantly more soggy because the milk covers then the entire Special K flake or the entire Frosted Flake or the entire Cheerio. If you spoon individually the cereal into the milk, wait, the milk wait, 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 wait. Yeah, so, so you this, have a bowl of This goes beyond what you milk. thought this was. You have a bowl of milk. You have the box of cereal and a spoon. Are yes. you telling me that you take individual spoon fills from the box and put them into the milk and then re-scoop them and put them in your mouth? Yes, that is what I do. So you're basically dipping your cereal in milk. No, no. And I want sometimes I'll put like two or three spoons. But listen, the box has only got what 10, 12 spoonfuls in it. So are you um, are you eating these tiny the tiny little boxes that we oh yeah you should only ever eat the travel size boxes because who wants to eat the same cereal every single day if you have six or seven of these which they come in six packs so I should have said six of the different you get the corn pops and the frosted flakes and the rice krispies then you have a different cereal every day and you can sort of spice it up you haven't got to eat Cheerios every single day for a month until you're through the box. You, so you spoon out the cereal out of the box uh, a couple of spoonfuls at a time and you scoop it up and eat it the flake stays crispy and crunchy while the milk is still cold and it, it, it's, a, it's a perfect marriage my cups of are bone dry you know, it, it, it's yes it's it, it's it's perfect and I know it's the lazy way which is of course what most people do is they just pour the cereal into the bowl then pour in the milk and then they just spoon it out. And you know what? That's fine. If you want to have that sort of more, I don't know, pleb existence of eating it that way, you go right ahead. Oh, hold on there. Oh, hold on there, Mr. Elite, Mr. Tribune of the people, as you call yourself. Now you're going to call people plebs? Well, but I'm trying to help the people out right. by telling them. Oh, bougie Tim. But even if you didn't want to spoon the cereal in individually, even if you just wanted to pour the <laughs> yeah, cereal no, no one fucking into, wants the to milk, do that. into the milk, that's also fine because there's still less of the cereal being touched by the milk for, and therefore it still will be crispier than it otherwise would be. It is clearly the best way to go. There are lots and lots of people who do this. Yes, it lost a poll, but you know what? That's because the decks are stacked against me. And if that poll was 97- Fake news media. Reality, that's probably like a 60-40 split. In reality, he lost. He lost the poll, ninety-eight to two percent. Yep, ninety-seven three. Ah, ninety-seven And a lot of those just ended up being sympathy votes because Tim was begging people well, to vote on his runs side. Three or four different accounts. accounts that three or four is probably like polls. the very bottom that's, end of that's his. That's a low accounts. estimate of this. So here's a few things. One, some people like they go on extreme adventures or they like travel to Italy and that's how like they get a rush or whatever they're doing. They go to like safari. So to uh, other people, you know, you know, they're together for a long time. They're married. They go to like sex clubs or something like that. Or oh, an eyes wide shut. Oh, yeah. Or people like yeah. they like start dabbling with like hard drugs when they're 45 to get a rush out of life. Tim needs a different cereal every day to really get his juices going. I would just think that. No, no. Part two. What sort of grown person eats cereal? I know people Lots. do it. It's for little kids because it's quick to There's do. There's an entire yeah. aisle in the grocery store that sells cereal. Just it's weirder toast. not to eat cereal than to eat. No, it's not. Most people don't eat cereal. Yes, most people do. No, they don't. No, they don't. Children eat cereal. And as adults, I'd give it a 30% ratio of adults who eat. 99% of households mm. you go into will have a okay. box of cereal. Households are different than adults. If you're if you're a single person living in the city or, or anywhere, really, I, I don't think... I would say it's about 50-50 that you'd actually Do you have, have cereal in your house? No, I don't. We don't. Um, have I been known to eat cereal in the last, like, 
I'm not saying I would say I bought seven to eight boxes of cereal in the last five years. I'm not like saying full that there's size anything boxes. wrong with cereal. It's just, it's more of some, the whole point of cereal. And Tim's talking about eating like frosted flakes. Ah, so he's, special K. He's getting like diabetes cereal. Special uh, K is excellent. It's healthy for you. Eat something else. Um, anyway, uh, I totally lost my train of thought. Uh, like cereal is good if you're like really stoned and you like need yeah. something to eat. Just be like, yeah, cereal, Whoa. perfect. Yeah, that, that's when like adults eat cereal. I just I eat cereal in the morning or I'll eat. That's that's because you, we've been over this a thousand times. You can't make a piece of toast without lighting your fucking kitchen on fire. <laughs> okay, that's an exaggeration. And also, you know. what if your one plate is you know not clean? Then you got to oh, use your one right. bowl yeah. for cereal. My my question here would be and, and i again haven't eaten the little tiny cereals in a long time so maybe i'm out of the loop but <laughs> i do loop? remember that there were the instructions on the box that if you wanted to not even use a bowl open the bag and open, pour the milk yeah, in get, open the bag pour the milk in so tim you are often a person who is very much in line with major corporations because they've been doing this so long and they've gotten to the place they've gotten to because they're successful and know what they're doing so why do you spit in the face of the instructions that are literally on the box. I think in that instance, and I'm not even sure if that's true, but you may be right that it's actually written on the box, that they're just playing to the lowest common denominator there. They're like, listen, you're, the if you're camping, plebs. Oh, plebs. or you know, you're like, and a lot of people do buy them for like, for that exact reason. If they're out camping uh, and they want to eat breakfast uh, uh, cereal in the morning, which is it's something easy to make, then you pour the milk into it because you don't have bowls with you. So like they're playing to the lowest common denominator, but you know, you guys say the same thing about why are there various ways to cook, uh, you know, TV dinners on a... Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, about TV I, I, I don't think we've got into the TV dinner conversation or the Hungry Man dinner. That's more of you. And just we mock you for eating them in the first place. It's not really about how you cook them. I think you're welcome to eat your cereal however you like. It is easier to do it by just pouring it. Sure. No one disputes that. I don't dispute that. But... It tastes better the way I do it. But the whole point of cereal is a time efficiency thing. Yes. I don't have no. a ton of time. I'm going to eat cereal. It's not like, I need a great breakfast. I'll have cereal. Because I think that's a, that's a that's major point. Because do. Tim's right. Lucky Charms. Tim's right. And they're magically delicious. Most food you eat, you would rather it not be mushy. You would want it crunchy. I understand that How point. How slow are you eating your cereal? That's, a, that's another thing. It takes, what, two minutes to polish off a bowl of cereal? Like... If you're not chewing thoroughly and swallowing thoroughly, perhaps. I don't... Well, it takes you like... I mean, I mean all, all the, way, the, way the cereal you... pieces are tiny for children's mouths, yeah. so I don't think you're going to choke. Uh, I think Tim just does it so he can get all the toys out of the box. I was say, he probably chokes on the toys. Yeah. But the no, razor-sharp Crustio in every box. Choke. I hate most of like the marshmallowy, newfangled yeah, stuff. Like, by by newfangled, mean... you mean the stuff that's been around for like 50 years? Yeah, but I don't care for it. Like, to me, Lucky Charms is on the edge of something I can't... That's not even cereal to me. You know that's who's a snowflake? I don't even... Count Chocula. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. How come? Far, far more than Frankenberry. Still dresses. Oh. You can tell. He just seems like an entitled millennial. Frank, Frankenberry actually would have been a better millennial, I think. Tim's right. Uh, so anyway, this whole cereal thing. Like, 99% of people eat no. cereal now. I'd not, say it's closer close. to 50-50. I would say but... it's below that. Like, take kids out of the equation. Yeah, I would just still adults. say... Human adults. What's what's our age range? Because I think, I think we are... I would say people my age are still very much wanting to be connected to oh, their youth. Okay, I, I will say this. People between the ages of 20 and 40 without kids. They're not eating cereal. I'd say 40 sure percent I'd say 30%. Oh, yeah. At least half, probably more than half. See, but Just but not every day. Not enough where you would get tired of a particular brand of cereal. 
Just because you think everyone lives the way you do? No, it, you know, I, I know how people live. You just have no concept of reality. I know how people... They are not selling adult-themed big boxes of cereal to children. They're selling it because grown-ups buy it. What are adult-themed cereal boxes? Regular Rice Krispies. What? I had, like, when I was yeah, a child, was I had Rice main, Krispies. That's one of the six boxes that come in the kids' packs. Which okay, I believe they are called kids' example. packs. Let's, Fine. Wait, do you do you do this individual theory. thing just so you can hear the Rice Krispies snap, crackle, and pop each individual time and not just have it all happen at the top and be wasted? It, it is cool to hear them snap, crackle, and, uh, snap, crackle, and pop. So I, I, I guess my question for you is, why do you think that you have a grasp on what people are up to? Well, it's been proven over the previous 14 Cuss Corners and even all the interstitials and your, and your Twitter account that you seem to have no concept of how any of this works. I know how things work. You I don't, because I mean, you, you try to make a claim about how things are, and then you get the people to vote on it, and then you call them fake news because they don't agree with you. And then, you, and then, you, and then you get really triggered. Rigged. That poll was rigged. I mean, this his his tactics have been successful in recent years. Not so I don't for him, blame him, Not for not him. Not for him. But they are generally successful well, tactics. he is not the Trump of the Pat Mayo experience. He's, He's the, the Steve, Steve Bannon, Bannon of the true. Pat Mayo experience. I reject that label unequivocally yet again. Okay, we'll go back to insane person then. Yeah. Thank you for your cooperation, Tim. I reject that label as well. All right, what's the next topic? Well, I have a list of them. I want to talk about the new Oscar changes. I want to talk about the green zone. I want to talk about a balloon ban. I want to talk about how I will save the movies by going to them, and I will talk about standing desks. What would I, you like to talk about? Oh, okay. I'm, standing desks could be interesting. We'll, we'll go. We'll get the standing desks later because I'm pro standing desks. Um, I want to talk about this movie thing because I know where Tim's coming from on this one. It's actually on my which, which movie thing? Uh, Tim, explain this movie thing because you're way off. So there was an article written not long ago, circulated on Twitter, sort of in the conjunction with I think it's Movie Pass that was not doing well or something. Anyway, the the, the great the uh, question was movie attendance at the at the theaters are down what do we do to get people to go back to the movies uh, and to attend more frequently and some people said well you know they should ban you know people being allowed to bring their kids to movies and i i ardently against that you know taking your kids to the movies is a critical thing to do to teach them that going to the movies is fun and to encourage that sort of behavior because it's good and it's a part of Western culture and society and it's, it's okay to foster that kind I, of I like, I like how your reasoning isn't like quality family time or anything like that. It's it, that well, you it, need to foster it, it, these characteristics of a no, normal no, no, society. No, 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 no. Hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on, hold, just hold on. The whole point is to get more people to go to the movies. So his idea of kids be banning out, people from going to the movies no, is a no, bad idea. I don't want to ban them. No, that's what I'm saying. That should be your number one argument. Number one argument of getting more people to go to the movies is don't exclude an entire segment of the population from going to movies. Step one. I, I, I agree. That was my point. I don't want to ban anybody from the, from the movies. Like, I don't want to ban children from Yeah, but now you're, you're not, now talking about how movies are a part of ingrained Western culture. Like, they are a part of Western you know, society. They are a part of there's our, a lot of culture. There's a lot of things that have been a part of the culture, Tim, that have just gone away. Yeah, but these this is a good part of our culture. Why? I can watch movies from home. I think there I are can, certain I, movies I watch, you want to watch I can theaters, watch though. movies on my phone on the subway, Tim. Oh, I know, because you're a millennial, and you don't understand how important it is to see good movies in the theater, perhaps. That's actually not true, because I actually do go see the movies I want to see in theaters. You, you, you more than anyone I know... Goes to the movies. I mean, you'll go to the movies, but also if a movie's shot in a particular way, I know... 
Oh, Several times. You've, you've gone to, there's like, what, two? 70 millimeter? Yeah, yeah in yeah. Toronto. You'll, you'll go to I'll those. Go to those. So I'll go to I, I think there's an appreciation. Movies that need to be seen movies. in IMAX, I'll go see an IMAX. Yeah, I want to understand that, but the average millennial doesn't. They say, oh, well, I can get it for free from some internet torrent, and I'll watch it that way. And like, yeah, that's how I do watch most of my stuff, though. I watch a lot that, of movies that's, that that's, way, That's too. way easier. But I think there are movies that I that I like enough or, or am interested enough in where I actually will go to the theater. And some movies, too, just play better in a theater. I think it's and more so, fun and, to see a comedy in theaters. It's and some fun. movies, ah, I don't even know about that. I think if you're there, like, opening night, I guess it depends. You need to see it with an actual If you're going to see it with 17 people, it makes no difference if you're watching it alone in exactly. your room. Exactly. And yeah. if you're going to see one of these, like, big, big, big movies, like a superhero movie, unless you had, like, the primo setup at home with all the surround sound. Yeah. Because so much, of, so much of those movies is made in, like, the special effects and the sound mixing. Yeah. Like, the new Mission Impossible movie. I would want to see that in the theater. Yes. Like, I and saw, it was awesome in the theater. I saw Black Klansman the other day, which oh, was really, really good, but I could have watched that at home. Yeah, that's... That would be one of the movies you could watch. Now, in. most comedies are better enjoyed in theaters because there's a lot of science to show that it's when when you're laughing, when there's humor, that you feed off of other people laughing, and therefore it's a better experience when you're like, watching. It. Like Pat said, if, if you're going three, four weeks after it's opened, you're probably watching in an empty theater anyway. So it's about timing. Well, this is also here. why Tim likes the laugh track, too, because if the laugh track doesn't laugh for him, he doesn't know when to laugh. Oh, boy. I, I'm not opposed to the laugh track. But it's horrible. But I, I don't think you need I don't think you need it either. So I have a list of tips that actually will help, I think, save the movie business. Okay. Okay. First and foremost, bring back the intermission. Movies are too long. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, 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 wait. So you're <laughs> this is your solution? Your suggestion <laughs> to fix one. the length of movies is to add a five-minute intermission to make the movie going what, experience longer? What is the proper what is, what, what is the proper what is the, what, is, what is the proper length of the intermission? Fifteen minutes. But give me a reason to explain why these things all tie together. Sig so break. you can smoke. Yeah, yeah. sig break. No, no, because <laughs> movie theaters all show should disconnect your capacity to use data on your phone. When you're in the theater, you even if you have it on silent, tons of people just put their phone on silent. They don't turn it off. They get texts. There's glowing. There's, uh, there's light that bothers you. Some people forget to turn their phones off. It's loud. It's distracting. Part of, and that ruins the movie-going experience. I would rather watch a movie at home by myself and not be distracted by a thousand people's phones than being at the movie theater and having a bunch of people texting and making uh, you know little bits of noise or distracting me. So the theater should should you going to the movies should be in a lot of ways like flying on an airplane. That your phone is essentially inoperative for that period of time. The intermission because millennials, God forbid, they'd be away from their phone longer than. An hour and ten minutes. You mean the you, intermission you. gives you a chance to hold on. These millennials you're talking about are you. This is how you act. I stay off my phone in the movies. You were at work today and you sent out like twenty tweets. I am at the, when I'm at the movies. I am not <laughs> on my phone. But by giving these this break, a it breaks up the it breaks up the monotony. B it gives you a chance to go get concessions, whatever you want to do. If you smoke, you can have a smoke. Text, do whatever, then come back into your seat. Connectedly to enforce it, ushers should be there to throw people out who don't obey by the rules. Well, that's going to get people to go to the movies more. The threat of being kicked out of the movies. Also, who, who is the average usher? Yeah, Some 16-year-old so, high school kid? He has no authority. Yeah, was, he's going to come up to me and be like, Sir, you need to leave. Son, you need to go fuck yourself. Pretty well, much. Then you don't hire sixteen-year-olds. You hire adults. Yeah, and you know who's really going to want to do that cereal. job? <laughs> yeah, adults who eat. Yeah. So basically, you're petitioning that you want this job. 
You want to be no, paid I, maybe under the table for less than minimum wage or minimum wage, and your job is to kick people nah, out of the movies. Paid, yeah, the whole point is to get people to go to the movies. We paid in, the first in raisinets. Place. I <laughs> think <laughs> the other part is that movie theaters have to reduce the price of their concessions. I think it's killing them too. I think if if the movie theaters would agree to to just have the uh, the price of their concessions connected with and reinstituted intermission on any movie longer than two hours, and I think uh, with the, the last idea period. in the movie theater, I think it would I think it would produce a significant boon for the movie attending business. Now I'm with him on the lowered concession. Sure. I also, think, you, I think that's all it would take to fix it. Yeah, I mean, there's that. I mean, look how well like uh, Arthur Blank and the Atlanta Falcons have had in terms of Falcons attendance ever since they dropped beer to like two bucks. Yeah. And people are like, all for it. And they got a Chick Fil A. And and when people get real booze, they buy the merchandise, so they're actually spending the same amount of money. It's true. Uh, but it's getting people there. So I, I'm with it on that one, but. You're not understanding the economics of how these movies work with the first part with the intermission. You can't just add 15 minutes to every movie because then you're going to lose a screening per day on each of the movies. Not every movie. Yes, every movie. Like, every movie. Every movie. They're, they're run so efficiently that... So, so you're making the longer movies even longer. So you might be losing two. You're breaking them up. I mean, listen, movies, it, it, traditionally... Then you, all, then you also... Traditionally, when did films stop having intermission? Fucking 60 years ago? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think there's some movies from the 70s that have intermissions. Some uh, which or all. The Tarantino movie that has the intermission. Uh, yeah, because he specifically tries to or... do old time. And it wasn't a real movies. intermission. Yeah, and you couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> but like the classic movies, Gone with the Wind, El Cid, Giant, they had intermissions. So the, movie, the movies from the, the 30s are how we should be making our movie going experience right now. So they probably had to cool down the projector so it didn't burn down the theater. And there was also just, like, racist activities people had to engage in, because that was a part of Western culture at the time. I mean, you can denigrate movie going if you think that it's not valuable. I think it's an integral part of how we tell stories. And they're one of the, it's one of the few conversation points left in an increasingly tribal, increasingly disconnected society. The movies are one of the last things that people can still all talk about. People, you know, people know about the Marvel movies and can talk about them in a way that 50, 60 years ago, there were tons of different things. There were uh, beyond just like the weather and sports and like, ah, we don't even the consume weather. the same news anymore. Movies are like one of the final threads that knit us together. And if we get rid of the movie going experience, if we hive that off too, to become a completely self-contained agoraphobic experience, I, I fear we're, we're going to lose something really important. And once lost, it, it, it cannot be regained. I thought it kind of had a rebound the last couple of It weeks. is. Uh, movie attendance is way up this year as yeah. opposed to last year. No, because it is. Been, because the, su because the summer is doing movies. a lot better. The real way to like, fix this, make more shark movies. Yeah, that's Always true. do well. Shark movies do well. But there's a whole bunch of competing factors here as well. Like, TV has gotten so much yeah. better that movies are, aren't competing with other movies now. They're com competing with prestige TV and shows that are on Netflix that have the budget or more of movies that are just as good that you can watch from home and you can get a subscription and then share it with someone else and pay like three bucks a month for it. And TVs themselves are so much better. Like, you can go out and buy a 70-inch TV full, like, 4K and, yeah. like... A high-end one's going to run you a couple grand, but like the lowest-end one, which is still super awesome, is going to be like 1300 bucks. Yep. So you don't need to go... Before, you needed to go to the movie theater to have that sound experience that you needed to have to see stuff on a big screen. Even to see stuff on a big screen, like what it's shot for, most things are shot in digital now anyway and might actually look better on a condensed screen. There are certain movies I agree. 
that you want to see as big as possible. And that's why you see so many superhero movies being made, these yeah. big budget movies, because those are the ones that you do want to see on a giant screen, or even IMAX movies. And like you said, I like to go to these movies that when P.T. Anderson shoots something on 70 millimeter, I want to see it shown in that aspect ratio on that type of film, because I think there's a graininess that just makes, that's how he intended the movie to look. Yeah. And that's how it's lit. That's how it's shot. That's how the costumes are designed. That I think there's something cool about going to the movie and seeing it that way. But most movies, like your run-of-the-mill movie, that's why Netflix is like cornering the market on like romantic comedies. Because you don't need to go to the theater to go see those. Yeah. And if you want to get a hand job, yeah, you can get that at home, really not at the movie theater. What, yeah, what was the really good romantic one? romantic comedy came out this week, it killed what? at the movie theater. Crazy Rich Asians. So, then why, so that Well, that's a completely different yeah, it's also top a, conversation. And that's, that's, all, one, that, that's another way to save the movies is just put put ethnic groups who feel undervalued in movies and they'll go see them. This has been a concept that Tyler Perry has been making money off of yeah, for, for the two past, decades yeah, now. for the past 15 years. Yeah, that's. I mean, I would label that more as a... I guess it's technically a romantic comedy, but it's a movie that has all Asian cast. That's the cachet of that movie. Yes. It's not that it's a romantic comedy. And apparently, most importantly, it happens to be good. Sure. Everyone, every review I've read of it said people, it's a really good movie. And that matters. It does, but it's not the carrying factor. Yeah. Like, it's it's a great idea. If you had the same cast and a very similar concept, then you made it a movie that was equally as good and had a mixed cast of everything. It just wouldn't have the same cachet. And it, it, it would not have made as much money. No. Yeah, but it, could be but it's something to exploit. It's it's not going to go away. It's smart so to then exploit it's it. very. I mean, they tried... There was a... What was the Matt Damon movie? Matt um, Damon. Two years ago? <laughs> Green Zone. No. Uh, Great Wall. They tried it. There was a cross-production between uh, a film department in China and this giant Hollywood studio. It was just... The movie was terrible, and it still starred Matt Damon. And it so. bombed, but didn't it make, like, billions of dollars in China? I don't know if it did that well in China either, because I think that the thing was still that the main star was, was a white Matt guy? Damon. Yeah. So going... Going 100% into whatever direction you decide to go into, yeah, you're going to have results like this. But, I mean, that's also, it's not that you can't get people to go to the movies. You need to give them a reason to go to a movie. And what we've seen is Tim's talking about, like, the breakup of culture, that people will watch stuff on their phones. I think half of Tim's problem with, like, why he loves the movie so much is because he's incapable of downloading a torrent. He doesn't know how that, that fancy that magic could works. Be very true, so just yeah. his incompetence is really leading to most of this argument. But you see this broken down to whether it's, People on Reddit, and that's all they do all day. They just talk about their one thing that they really love with, you know, a little tiny group of people, these niche little groups. But if you expand it to something huge like the movies, and you have an all-Asian cast for something, that there's that's a huge section of the population. If it's an all-black cast, or it's a film or TV show predominantly blamed or blamed uh, aimed at black people, then black people are going to go see that movie. Then it's just exploiting an audience, and it's been around for ages. Yeah. So you run a movie theater. What would you do to increase turnout? Not, so not, to, not own a movie theater. You know what I, you know what I like. It's probably you know what I, time. I mean. I have it in my portfolio of dying businesses, along with my beeper franchise. Well, see, now I don't think it is a dying business. I, I cause then why are we trying to save it? Well, because it will never be dead, but it can ebb to such a point that it's a real husk of even what it is now. And so I'm saying, what would you do if you think that, like me, that there's a value? in preserving the movie-going experience, and you both kind of conceded that you do, that there are certain instances where going to the theater uh, makes it is, is a more important uh, or useful viewing experience. What would you do 
to resuscitate the industry. Uh, make it cheaper, like you mentioned, I do yep. think is number one. But if I own, like owning a movie theater independently is really tough because what the studios are going to start doing, and we're already seeing this going down now, that whether it's Disney, but I bet you Paramount will end up getting into this or make some deal with Fox because Fox is doing it, that they're all just going to own their own version of Netflix and release the movies both in the theaters and on that too. Yeah. And people will pay more for the movie at home. Yes. Like, if you, if it's $15 a ticket to go to the movies, and you have to split it up between, like, it's $15 per person, and there's even two of you going, yeah. that if they just charge you 20 bucks for it at home, and you can have as many people over to watch it as you want, or even just two of you, it's cheaper to do it that way. Yeah, but I think, again, there's... And we, could the, have, we could have all the ideas we possibly want. It comes down to price. It's if movie tickets were cheaper, if concessions were cheaper, people would be also, more to go. Also, it's baked in that there's just more to do now. Yes. Stuff is easier to do. Stuff is more accessible and easier. Like going to a movie used to be an event. It's like people. Well, it even just used to be no one else has air conditioning. This is true. That's why people went. Like very simple things were the reasons people went to movies, but simple things are no longer. No longer outliers. So everyone has. Everyone can. Like you said, everyone has amazing televisions now. Everyone has air conditioning in their homes. Most people do. But. There, there's, there isn't this giant draw to go to a movie aside from the movie itself, and I don't know. There's, there's no real way to say that across the board we can make movies better. I, I think stunt casting, like we saw with Crazy Rich Asians, that's going to do a little bit to help. And then the, that will peter out. Then we'll have to come up with something yeah, new. And... But there's, there's these trends. I, I, again, I just think it comes down to cost. I put it this way. Adding intermissions to movies not is help. not going to help anyone. Just the access of information of finding things to do is just much easier. Before, it'd be like, hey, let's go to a movie. I'll open up the paper. It starts at 6.45. Yeah. I don't have information oh, on looking, anything. Looking in a newspaper. Or you can phone Kramer on movie phone. Either way, you, that information was readily accessible to you 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Now that we all have phones, we can figure out whatever to do. Yeah. It's not hard to find things to do anymore. So it's, it's going to still be profitable because these big movies are going to be events that people go see. Yeah. But it's more event-based. That's why you see no middle tier of movies anymore. It's true. And, I and think, most of the smaller indie movies will just move to Hulu and Netflix and Amazon. Yes. And I think, too, that, Tim, you're trying to make this point of how do we save movies in the sense that saving movies or, or your equivalent of saving movies would be turning them again into these major cultural touchstones that's not going to happen. We don't live in a monoculture anymore, and we're not going to live in a monoculture anytime soon. Yeah, I think that's oversold. I think we are far more monocultural than we think we, we are. But th those are all fair. That's a fair point. I understand what you're but, saying. But there are only, there's only so many things that can be monoculture now, where before there was something every two weeks that everyone was in on and everyone paid attention to. We got Trump now. Yeah. Trump is monoculture. That is true. Everyone pays attention to Trump. And the NFL. The NFL is monoculture. No, it's Everyone not, though. No, people like the NFL. Yeah. Yes, it's the biggest sport that North America even has. the biggest sport is... But sports is still... Sure, but sports is still sports. Yeah. Sports isn't everything Fair. to everyone. There. Okay. So, anyway, that's where we're at. Tell me about standing desks. I have a real problem oh. with standing. He restrained himself from saying hate. Yeah, big, big, big shocker that standing up is something you don't like doing. You, you, I, you strike me as a big sitter or a laying down. Can I, can I guess how this came about just before you reveal how it came about? Is the Canadian government trying to tell you to go to a standing no. desk? Because it's more ergonomic for you? Did you find people at your office are using standing desks? Some do. Because I was very against them too. But this this I, goes I, back to I, teaching I, political science for I, a lot of people at standing desks. Okay, because I'll just say that I was very against standing desks as well. 
And then I started using one. A lot of people like the DraftKings office. Like when I fly down there, like Jankowski has a standing desk. Doesn't shock me. So there was a, Chirag was away one day. I was just, I was there for like six hours or something. Oh, I'll use this standing desk. I'll try it out. Felt great. I had great energy the entire day. Like I felt very, I was very engaged with what I was doing. Where I find if you sit down and do things, you can become very lazy. So let me lay out my case. Because it's not that I'm against standing desks per se. They're inanimate objects. What I have a You're problem pro inanimate objects. I'm but we just you know, I don't have a problem with it. What I have a problem with are the people who have to let you know they use a standing desk and have to walk by and mention that you would like things much better if you had a standing desk or don't you know that sitting is the new smoking? Anytime I I like that. that I like that. that. That's a good one. That sitting is the new smoking. So, anytime I've I hear that canard, I want to scream because it's such nonsense on stilts also because you get triggered by everything i just think no, it's because it, he does he thinks that there's these weird people out there who think that sitting gives you the same rush as a nice cool sig on a oh ride. is that that's where you're coming from okay i didn't realize that was your argument He's, this is just that sitting smoking and smoking argument. yeah okay i didn't realize that continue to i my point is if you want to work at a standing desk have at it i got no objection to it but it's not an event you're not special you uh you don't need to lecture me on its benefits. Uh, I don't want one. So have it. I, 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 put it this I way: if if I attitude. if I ran a company, and I do, but there's only two of us, so what are we going to do? Um, if I ran some sort of office structure, standing desk only, you would have to use a standing. Well, that's desk. that's what I would say. I think if unless you were like handicapped hate... like Tim, I would you... bring in a chair. But then you'd be fired, Tim. Go ahead. Because I think it makes sense for companies. I think I think if your argument is you dislike standing desks, it's that, you know, maybe you're for unions and just workers having the free will to sit down if they I, want to sit down. I would down. prefer to do as little as possible today. I just want to have a sit and be on my way. I, I, I've no, seen, and I, I've, I understand. I've I, seen the real results. Standing yes, desks increase and efficiency. I'm, and I'm with you, but I'm saying if I were to be against them in any way, it would be that I wouldn't want my company who might be exploiting me. I've worked some ex, for some exploitative companies in the past. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want them necessarily dictating my work efficiency if I didn't feel my compensation was... But that's that's more of a particular thing. But my big thing right now is, Tim, your whole argument here is you hate standing desks because you don't like people telling you how to live your life. And you're making this statement in the middle of an hour-long show where the only thing you're doing is telling people how to live their lives. I No, no. I'm simply giving recommendations of what they that I'm not I'm, I'm simply trying to to provide guidance and structure and advice to the people. Uh, okay, so so, so 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 to back on Garyan's point here, what is really the difference between someone telling you I can't believe people would work at a sitting desk and you being like if you eat cereal by putting your milk in second over the cereal you're a pleb. It's the condescension that I have yeah, to You call me plebs. No, because I'm not doing it in a condescending way. Because you're not talking to them face to face. I, th I feel like it's more pretentious to eat cereal the way you do than brag about a standing nah, it can't, desk. it can't be pretentious if it involves holding the box and putting it It's a very low seat. version of pretent. It's like, yeah, listen, it, I'm it's also like, it's like, a... it's like what low people think that like high class culture is. Right, okay. No, and so I'm, like I'm some, pe some people eat, some people drink like really fancy wine. Some people, you know, eat caviar and eat hors d'oeuvres, that kind of thing. Tim, you know, to fancy up his life. Puts a, has a, dips his cereal in milk, one spoonful at a time. I'm also making an analogy to ancient Rome, where the tribunes <laughs> right. represented the plebs. Oh. That's why I use the word pleb. 
because it connects because I know what history is. Okay, uh, please continue. That was that was it. Just it drives me. And there's a whole drive everywhere in civil society now about how oh you shouldn't be sitting. Uh, sitting is dangerous for you. Blah blah blah. This natural human function that people have been doing that are that are biologically created to do, and that that have been a part of human society. Oh, you shouldn't do that. That's the same as smoking tobacco. Oh, you're killing yourself by being seated. I find that to be such nonsense and is so pernicious and crazy that it just shows how off the deep end we're going with some of these fringe theories. But you want some 16-year-old kid to come up to me in a movie theater while I'm enjoying a good sit and tell me that I have to go outside and have a cigarette and enjoy my 15-minute intermission. Or stand! I'll be kicked out! Or stand! Oh, oh no. the, the horror! Oh. You'd be kicked out for using your phone because you're not supposed to use your phone in the theater. Also, most people don't even use their phones in movies anymore, I feel. No. Like, I feel like people are past well, that. I There's like time I play. The same theater you. you probably don't even go to the fucking movies. You love to have hot opinions on things you don't do. I was just at the movies two weeks ago, I'll let you know. All right, and did you have a big problem with people on phones? Yes, I noticed it. Maybe. And I wrote it down. I feel like you're looking you wrote for it these Yeah, you, you just go out of it like, this stuff about the desk, this stuff about the cereal, about going to movies, you just go out of your way to be triggered. And it's okay, because you're a snowflake and you live your truth. No, I'm not. <laughs> but this is just a way that you have to realize that you consume being out in society, and the rest of us just don't give a shit about things and just let stuff slide. You can't do that. You have yeah, to be is outraged. Any, is anyone really pressuring you to get a standing desk at the end of the day? Is anyone no, is anyone no, no. standing in your way to get to your chair? Or sitting in your way? No, but this was happening years ago. I was hearing from people saying to me in my office out west, you really should get a standing desk. You, you should. No you idea. should actually maybe get a standing concerned. desk. Maybe they're concerned. Yeah, maybe they're like, Tim, man, you're like, you could use uh, some more exercise. Standing desk will help, mall you, walks. Help, help you build. Hell yeah, I mean, you can't go on as many mall walks That's anymore. True. Standing desk, it'll help your back. Your arch support will be better. Your posture will be better. And you'll burn some calories along the way and be more productive at work. I don't see where the downside comes in. Unless you just want to be lazy and do nothing. I do not want to stand at a desk all day. You know, I am not doing yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's harder to take a nap at a standing desk. That's true. I'll go on record with Tim. I also don't want to stand at I'm a sure desk I'm sure most day. people would just prefer but to sit down I don't care long. if somebody next to me is standing at a desk and mentions to me, hey, oh, I'm more productive there. this way. I'd be like, I, you probably are. Maybe I'll try it one day. I don't, I'm, no one's forcing my hand. It's, You're going to have to stand the next time you come in. Oh. We'll have a standing set only. Oh. Not as good as when we put him outside the glass window in that stool and had him outside the theater. I like the outside stool. At least you got to sit. It's true. We didn't make you stand outside the glass. Real high stool, though. Anyway, that was my point. I'm, enra I'm enraged by that. Yeah, you're triggered. No shit. I'm not triggered. Sounds like you're triggered. What makes you more triggered, this or Doug the Pug? I'm not triggered by Doug the Pug and his green screens and his fake followers and his lack of funny and the, his owner's unoriginality. Doug triggered by that at Wait, all. are you are you insinuating that Doug does not actually come up with his own posts? That's what he's saying. Like That's I saw Doug ridiculous. take a selfie like two days ago. Also, he had an Instagram story. Mm -hmm. uh, he did a meet and greet in Chicago. Over a thousand people showed up to meet Doug. In a city of how many million? Hero. Oh wow! What a hero! Okay, well, okay, Tim. Oh, wow. All right, Tim. Uh, let's let's bring you to Chicago <laughs> and see how many people show up to meet you. They also had to pay twenty bucks to meet Doug. What a racket! Wow. These people were paid to stand there by the Doug the Pug industry. Uh, I'm not doubting yes. that. Yes, crisis actors. Yeah, Doug is a crisis. Doug's fans are crisis. I will actors. say, if you're a crisis actor, that's a pretty good gig in comparison to some of the other stuff you have to go to. That's true. 
Gotta gotta cry a whole lot. Gotta do a whole lot of emotional. Tim should acting. be a crisis actor. He's already oh, yeah. outraged by That's everything true. anyway. I'm not outraged. You you have no idea what I let slide. This what? Is can, stuff I get mad can, about. Do you have a list of things you let slide? Because this seems really petty. No, well, yes, actually, but I don't need to get into them. No, give me one. I went to Subway the other day, and they've got this whole new setup, and I almost fell through the uh, the sneeze guard because they like don't they're sturdy anymore. And like I was like I like to lean on the glass. Gotta have a good, good so lean can, going, <laughs> so I can observe the vegetables to make sure I describe like which pickles I want them to take. Oh, wait, 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 wait! You ask them for individual specific pickles? Yeah, I don't want the ones on the top that like people have touched or oh, like have been in the man. air with germs. Why do you go to if this stuff concerns you? Why do you go to Subway? Just make your own sandwich. Tastes excellent. I like to eat fresh, as the as they say. But no, they've got this whole like modern setup where like it's very like but it's almost like being inside a rocket ship inside and like the <laughs> sneeze guards are, have like a lot of give to them now i They're probably i probably know the answer to this question but going to subway having them put the sauces on your sandwich and then having them wrap it really tight stick it in a bag and you have to take it home wouldn't that be the same principle of the milk and the cereal? By the time it gets home, your bread is all soggy from the wet lettuce from the dressing. Now you're going to respond that you eat in the subway because it looks like a rocket ship. So I, again, I don't know why I bring I'm this up. I'm going to the moon. I, I I can't remember the last time I took subway home. I almost always eat right in the restaurant. Ew, subway has that weird smell. Because I get my sub it. toasted yeah. and it's hot, and I want to eat it while it's hot. Because yeah, I like you hot. Get your food. subs toasted at subway. Of course I do. What's the point of going to Subway? Then just go to Quiznos. And Quiznos, Quiznos, is, Quiznos also is, sucks because they toast everything. Toast yeah. and subs. Get over yourself. Anyway, so th I wasn't going to bring that up. I was going to let that slide. That I don't know why Subway did that. It's very disconcerting. I'm not the only person, I'm sure, who leans on the glass. And uh, why are you like, okay? It, why are you leaning on the glass? Well, because I need to get a good vantage point and a view of all the vegetables so I can gotta, tell them which ones to use, pick, and pick I also need to see the sauce containers to see if there's a crust around the outside top. If, if, there is, I don't if want that sometimes there's a crust around the top of a sauce container of a restaurant you go to, stop going to that restaurant. Well, I like Subway. Your particular fancy tastes and really bizarre things does not mesh well with Subway. Well, I mean, but I'm a, but it does because I'm a loyal customer that despite various things that they've done that have annoyed me, I still keep going. I will say of, of anyone to have complaints about Subway, I think not that they're justified in any way. But Tim should be allowed to complain because Subway has not gotten free advertising out of any single person more than Tim. Uh, you is, did it, bring up Sparrow earlier, and I was curious. Is it is it actually advertising if Tim is bringing that's, it up? I feel like that's point. hurting your brand. That's, that's a good also, point. Also, if Tim had a standing desk, he wouldn't need to lean. He'd have the vantage point with better posture. That's true. They tweet at me like the Colorado Rockies do. That What a poor, poor Rockies. Didn't know what they were getting into. I was going to say, though, Tim, have you seen the Ringers uh, Pizza Matrix? No, I haven't. It was, is it, it was, uh, pretentious? It was I pizza day. It is. I mean, yeah, because they like Lou Malnati's is the best one. But uh, Sparrow ranked very, very lowly. Lost is the best TV episode. So. Oh, I like. I, I, I the, thought the, that the was constant some pretty amazing. awesome episode and the Breaking Bad yeah, episode. Yeah, it's the best episode of, of television in the 20th century what's, or whatever. What's, what, what's what, your what, best episode? What would be your pick? Anyone who doesn't pick the suitcase uh, is just. They like had it. He was number two on their list. But he should be number one. Like. According 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 to you, it should be number it one. It should be number one. 
I mean, yeah, I thought the the, the train heist episode of Breaking Bad is probably the best. Yeah, that could be number that's, two. That's, that's a, really that's a episode. That's but that wasn't the Breaking Bad that was on. I think for me, well, it, you just you, you're just now you're just getting mad at. That's not even my favorite Lost episode. The best Lost oh, episode. They're all the same. I watched every episode of Lost. Lost was a terrible disappointment. It was. But I watched every episode of it, though. Anyway. Uh, I watched it start to finish because I didn't know the numbers were going to be, be meaningless. It but, all just but now, but now but you, can't, you can't judge a television yeah, show. You're retroactively I, I enjoyed it for six years, and then because it didn't wrap up all my questions, now I hate it. You still enjoyed it for six years. Yeah, uh, Sam and I uh, actually I just did a, three and a half. We just uh, rewatched all of Lost, like, three weeks ago. It's very rewatchable. Oh, it's, very it's, it's awesome. And, like, it, the last season it, 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 it's, is it's, so Shut great. up! Let me fucking finish my point. Uh, the best episode of Lost, I think it's episode four of season five, because I my favorite part of Lost... You love the time travel. I love the time like travel that. stuff. That's like the best two-season run of almost any show. That It's the one where Sawyer, and they meet up with Jin, and locks around, and then you get to see the island from like six different age periods. Oh. And Locke ends up in the well to turn the yeah. island back. Spoiler yeah. on Lost. Uh, that's the best episode. That's that or the Jughead one when they find the nuclear bomb back in like 1949. Yeah. I also, I, I really loved some of the, the simple episodes from like the first and second seasons. Like I, I like the one where they find the van. Hurley just finds the van. They keep pushing it down the hill. Um, there's some great episodes of Lost. I just, I don't, I, I would say that in Mad Men, what, what would be a deterrent, I guess, if you were to go back and try to rank these episodes is Lost like, just with the way it's constructed. It's a mystery show. It kind of builds. So if you are rewatching it and you're binge watching it, I think there's there's a want to go back and continue to watch and continue to see the next episode where Mad Men doesn't really build like that in a rewatch no, setting. No, but so, without, without Lost, Breaking Bad doesn't happen. Oh, sure. Break, Breaking Bad is a better, is a way better show than Lost. I'm not going to no. argue that. But its structure is basically just ripped off what Lost did. Yeah, but all, all I'm saying is if if you are doing a list 10 years later, and having to go back and rewatch all these shows, I could see there being more of a... I could see them saying the constant is better than the suitcase just because the build-up around a binge rewatch, you'd just be more amped to watch to rewatch Lost in a binge sense than Mad Men. Man, Mad Men is a show best enjoyed... One or two at a time. Yeah, very segmented, yeah, spread out. Like it, It's almost like rewatch. Like The Wire can get super like binge Yeah, if you get into it. But, but the episodes heavy. are long. Yeah, it can be super heavy. Mad Men's kind of the same. That even Breaking Bad, the first couple seasons are yeah, but then you get into like yeah. it, it gets into the hey, there's a cliffhanger after every episode. I yeah. need it's like you're on drugs when you're watching it. Yeah, and you're like oh, I need to there's watch like the next 20 one. Twenty episodes of The Sopranos better than anything Lost produced. Like I'm sorry, I don't buy this. I don't buy this for a second. So mediocre. So you just don't okay. like it. Like a lot of people like The West Wing, and you think that you think it's trash. No, I don't think it's trash. I think there were some really good episodes. I think the ending was predictable and terrible. And I thought that the season where. Uh, they brought some conservatives into the writing room and actually let them do some writing. It was actually pretty decent. So, so he, he, likes the, he likes the non-Sorkin years of the West Wing, yes. which is like, maybe I mean, the hottest like, take of all. <laughs> yeah, like when John Goodman came over, took over as president for three or four episodes. Those were actually enjoyable. You know, like those. Do you know why it actually ended how it did? Because the actual guy who played Leo died. Yeah. And they, they thought he, that the audience was too soft-hearted to be able to handle the fact that the guy who should have lost, who they were setting it up to lose, lost. Uh, didn't lose. Yeah, Alan Arkin was going election, to win. As if on election day, that wouldn't have affected... The, uh, anyway. Well, it's not... It, Tim, it wasn't a real thing. It's a fictional show. I know, but... It, I do, do... Hold on. Do you know that? It pretended to be a real show. So it wanted to be I real feel like so a bad. lot of a lot of shows pretend to be real. I think that's one of... I would say that's one of the major define... You want a monoculture? I would say all shows <laughs> in the world try to pretend they're actually happening. Eh, maybe not Venture Brothers. I think they know they're not happening. Venture Brothers is back, by the way. 
Yeah. I'm fired up about it. Why don't you have to sh- show me the episodes? Well, no, but you'll have to you'll have to illegally stream them. No, just fine. Whenever a theater decides to play them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're five episodes in now to the new season. I, I, and that's a show. Up. That's a show I will not binge watch. I watch it, like, I, yeah, because I only get one. I only get eight new episodes every three years. Yeah, I really want to savor them. Clump. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Although the first two, I've watched the first two so far. Excellent. It is my Dr. favorite. Orpheus involved? Uh, he wasn't. They brought back basically everyone in the first oh, episode. Nice. Okay. Okay. Nice. And now we're into like the individual stories again. But I, I, it's my favorite show of this millennium. Yeah. So I think that's an island I'm on on my own with like three other people. Yeah, but that's fine. It's, that's why we have Reddit so we can go talk about Venture Brothers. It's it's a very very meticulously written show. I I think if you if yeah, you take the time to actually watch, like, because you know we we have this conversation all the time. There's shows that you put on in the background as you're doing something else, and there's shows that you actually watch. And I think if you actually watch Venture Brothers, it's a very enjoyable experience. But it's a show that if if you're kind of slipping off for four or well, five it, seconds it's a lot like lost in that way you can't just jump in in season four no. i tried that with lost actually. yeah you, you really do I need was, to watch I everything from the beginning no idea what was happening um so i just got this you were the lucky one i just got a tweet or sorry i just got a uh, text message from uh producer paul shaughnessy um and what what would you say um do you know what twitter audit is tim <laughs> no so Twitter audit shows you the percentage of fake followers you have versus real followers. You know what? I don't want to have this conversation. I know where this is going. So <laughs> your Twitter audit, uh, at Tim Anderson 87, uh, 92% real followers. That's pretty good. That's, a, that's, that's very, much a, very much on the high end. Doug the Pug, 96% real followers. So you're saying that Twitter audit is in on it too. So this is how you're going to choose to live your life. <laughs> I uh, I don't know what to say other than I, it's all green screen and all fake. And I don't understand how that dog can be more popular and into pop culture when I'm clearly space better force. in pop culture. Space Force. Space Force. That's where we're at with this Space Force. Big on Space Force. I think it's a great idea. Hey, you know, Who doesn't love space? Uh, it, that's I what they should be making more movies about if space. It, if this is how we can get like real life Star Trek here, we're good. We went through a stretch where we had two movies about st- space. We had a bad one called Gravity, a great one called Interstellar, and then we just stopped Ooh, stopped making great, them about space. Great movie called Interstellar. I like I like Interstellar I like, more than most. I like, I mean, I, Gravity was actually a perfect example of one of those movies that you needed to had, see in IMAX. Had to see that because sure. it was like I agree whoa. With so like much it of its value my, did come from the visual of it. Yeah, that's why it won like eleven technical Oscars. Yeah. Oh, Tim, want to talk about that? Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a second. I want to talk more about this best TV stuff. Were you surprised? I mean, I wasn't, that there was no Simpsons episode on the list. Well, it was uh, best TV episodes. Of the this... 2000s. Oh, um, well, it, so what the... would that include? Season 10 would be the cutoff point there? Season 11 on. Yeah. Season 11 on. Has there been a good Simpsons episode in the last 20 years, I guess is the question. I think there are a couple episodes from season 11, season 12 that I didn't mind. I, I think too, and this speaks to just everyone's personal preferences and how we tend to reconcile what's good and what's not good and there's a certain nostalgia factor but when i started watching the simpsons i would have been 12 so that's 2004 so anything that was in heavy rotation i guess i was catching the first 13 to 14 seasons in rerun so i consider prime era simpsons to be the first 14 seasons just because that's what i was continuously catching up on so there were episodes I did like, but I tend to not. I haven't even watched The Simpsons in I would say ten years. Yeah, and like I've probably seen. Oh it. yeah, there are a couple. Like I'm just looking at a list here. We have thought like Old Springfield and New Springfield is 2000, so that counts. 
That's a really good episode. Now it's is that the one with the yes, who? It is. Behind the laughter is two thousand. I do like behind that, the laughter, but like I guess maybe it's being uh, maybe these are good episodes compared to like episodes, but compared to good episodes of the that's, Simpsons, they're that's, not good. That's the thing that I think you have the problem with is I think people would see an episode of the Simpsons on the list and it would be old Springfield, new Springfield. Maybe they'd, <sighs> they'd be saying this is not the best episode of the Simpsons. Yeah, it's not what like happening. Oh, it's not like oh, Garbo is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's, I feel like there's none of that in New Simpsons, no, and that's, and maybe it's because. Have you watched uh, Disenchantment yet? No. Is it good? Like that's the new Mac Raining one. Yeah. I never felt like Mac Raining was the reason I liked The Simpsons. I thought he was the worst part of The Simpsons. It is. It is interesting just to watch it. There's a certain level of comfort because it is the the formula is almost exactly the same. If if it's not hitting at the same points, you know when they're trying to hit. So I, I guess there's a simplicity to it, but that definitely falls into the, hey, I'm going to put this on as I do something else kind of kind of When did uh, Futurama debut? 99? Futurama was, I yes. think it was actually 2000, wasn't it? So that, so was the that, so that the means top. that the biggest snub of this entire list was Futurama, yeah. was Futurama and the Roberto episode. <laughs> now, stay on, <laughs> now stay on back. I got to practice my stabbing. <laughs> hey, Red. Hey, Red. See, Tim would Just fit in perfectly. Tim would go to an insane robot asylum. <laughs> But thankfully, that's almost over. <laughs> there it is. Any anything else we missed from that? Um, episodes? I guess. Good. All was there, this was what pretty was, low. What that was, was the Arrested a... Development episode that was on it? Because it's hard to pinpoint one Arrested Development episode. I don't know if they actually had one. The first episode, the pilot episode of Arrested Development, is pretty good. Well, and that's the thing. It's it's really from a jumping in standpoint. That's the only episode you can jump into and know have, have any semblance of what's going on. I feel like that's overstated. Do I you? feel like I, I, well, peak, maybe not. Peak enjoyment you can know of what's going on, is... but you wouldn't enjoy it at the same level. Yes, agree. Um, that's why you can rewatch that show a thousand times, and it just continues to get funnier. But that's that's just to go back to Lost for a second. I would say that even just the pilot of Lost is probably one of the best three episodes. It's one of the best pilots ever, for sure. Yeah, it's also like the most expensive pilot of all time. Yes. Too. Yeah. Besides, I assume the Game of Thrones pilot. Yeah, I I, I don't know if there were any massive snubs that I could. I mean, it was a hundred shows. Yeah, I, I feel like there was a little too much lean on like just terrible reality television. Well, the episode of life. the challenge that ended up getting in oh, was. Oh my god! I don't think that's the best. I'm trying to think of what the best. But it ep- probably was the most notable episode of the it's challenge. True, it has the biggest moment from the challenge. I think the best episode of the challenge is the season premiere of the original Rivals when Adam Royer gets into a fight and gets kicked off after him and Leroy win the first challenge. Well, that's the thing. It that's would, a really it would good be one. one of the episodes where they actually used to drink and fight. Yeah. Um, Which they do now again. Do they? The challenge has been fire. Really? Yeah. Challenge is good again. I have MTV. You should so definitely, I should be, definitely watching be watching the challenge. It's on okay. Tonight. There we go. Sweet. I'm excited. We can do a challenge recap. Amazing. I'll get my SIG pack out. Yeah, yeah. Paul's behind <laughs> the camera. You can't just be jotting down notes. All right. So, Tim, tell us about what were the other things you had on your uh, list? New Oscar rules. Yeah, new, new Oscar, Oscar rules, the balloon, bla- uh, balloon ban, and the green zone. All right. Tell me about the balloon ban. As I predicted, once the eco guys got their hands on our straws, the next move has been now to try to ban balloons. Right now, it's just starting with helium balloons, but it's going to creep and continue on to other balloons because it's the same thing. Oh, it produces too much plastic, too much rubber, bad for the environment. Because just like with straws, they don't want us to have fun. 
They don't want us to enjoy things that. I, I thought you, you just said you were in on science, and now that science is telling you this is Give me one example of how balloons impact your day to day oh, life. Oh, I can explain this one very easily for Tim. Do you know what Tim does when like people aren't around and he's not just rubs a balloon in his no, he goes he go well he does he has he has the fro go and he gets very good static electricity, but he goes to like when he's not wearing his jumbo jets hat exactly. <laughs> what he does is he goes to like the grocery store and goes to the helium and fills up a whole bunch of balloons and he goes home and Tim doesn't do drugs. <laughs> so he doesn't smoke a lot of pot. So he goes home and like inhales a little bit of helium, and then he says something like in the helium voice, and then he has a gig fit for like three straight hours. Well, Tim, you know you can kind of cut out the middleman. You could just go buy helium and not have to, you know, yeah, create this. these days is a shortage. Well, I guess I guess you gotta just buy some marijuana then. October seventeenth no, is coming up. It's not even so much about the balloons that annoys me. It's about the fact that it when I said that the banning of straws was the thin end of the wedge. And it wasn't going to stop here. It was going to metastasize. Next, it'll be your pop bottles. And then it'll be, you know, any number of other plastic things that you like and appreciate. Your mini sips will be gone. Everything will be taken mini from sips. you. Everything that you love made of plastic. Who loves straws? Who loves mini sips? Who? I don't who care. Over the age of, who over the age of six years old likes mini sips? I also don't care about the transport that gets me the food or beverage. I care about the food or the beverage. Also, like, do you find it strange that everything that you're passionate about is just awful for you? How, how, how is a straw bad for me? Yeah, but you're saying that you used to consume like mini sips, which are just raw sugar. Well, whatever. <laughs> I don't just use it for that. What else do you use straws for? What, 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 what? Ah, the juice boxes. The juice boxes, of course. Juice boxes and cereal. Cans of pop, stuff like that. Yeah, so nothing good for you. He used straws in a can of pop? I know. Why? That's he's why child. he's got little holes he's a child. in the tab that, in a can of pop. Oh, by the way, that's, that's, fa- that's actually fake news. That's not true. That's what I was always taught. Yeah, about. it's fake news. So people are just feeding you propaganda, Tim, and you believe it. Well, you, I do because it works perfectly. Yeah, because I, I actually have one of these things written down as one of the topics that you don't even read anymore. You just read headlines and believe them. And then you just no, tw- you twist them into whatever because you were freaking out about the millennial carb-free diet that's really bad for you. And then you started espousing about how, see, this is why you shouldn't be on a carb-free diet. But I actually read that article you were talking about. It didn't actually say anything like that in it. I just saw the headline and it did satisfy the intuition that I had and I ran with it. Because it's Twitter, and that's just what people do. So you just disputed when I said, that's what you do, and you just admitted, I'm that's not, what you do. In that instance, I did that. Mm. But I don't. that's not my routine. But like, well, to be, again, that's, that's what really gets Tim all the clicks at Breitbart's. I, sorry, I mean, Steve all the clicks at Breitbart's. So really, you can't blame him for these tactics kind of spilling over. He doesn't work at Breitbart anymore. He was fired. He yeah, Tim, Tim, Tim took his Tim job. Took his job. There we go. And he hates all those left-wing people with their stand-up desks in the Breitbart offices. He's going to get him out of there. <sighs> My point on the straws and the balloons is that this, this environmental... What's your fear, though? What What is the worst-case scenario of them figuring out a more environmentally friendly way to get you your drinks? That I am being asked to sacrifice creature comforts in my life for no discernible difference in the environment. That's the problem. You know, you can take away my straws. That's not going to make a real dent in, when it comes to around the world, the amount of plastics that get collected in the ocean 
or the amount of greenhouse gases that get are, How many straws are produced a year in North America? I would have to say it's it's millions. But isn't sure. But, but isn't this? But isn't this always the argument, especially for people like Tim who deny that climate change is a real thing? No, I, I don't do that. Anyway, again, just putting words in my mouth that I do not believe. Do you believe in climate change? Sure, everyone should believe in climate change. The climate is clearly changing. Do you think? It, do you think it's an issue? I think it's an issue, but I think that there are a lot of important issues. And uh, it, 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 it's like getting more men. plastic yeah. into households. Like, like, get your damn hands off my straws. Oh, do you think no, big plastic think is paying Tim? Probably. Interesting. You know what pays Tim? I should not have to sacrifice the creature comforts of my life but in, order, he, in order to satisfy but he, an ecological obsession rather than something that would make practical difference and change in the world. No, but here's the whole thing. It's sort of a, a mindset that you start gearing yourself towards having... Um, it's a gateway straw. Yeah, it is. It's a gateway type of... It, but the whole thing is, if there is no way to actually replace straws, straws won't actually go anywhere. So capitalism needs to find a way to make a straw that is equally as good, but good for the environment. Isn't this how we solve our problems, Tim? Is that this is we've acknowledged that a bunch of plastic is bad for the environment. Is it like as impactful as you know, like Chinese coal mines or whatever the hell they're doing? No. Like I, I think the real problem with like climate change is like India and China with yeah. their like technology yes. from two hundred years ago. That's really the problem. But if we can get people on the same page in conserving energy and conserving plastic and not in just reducing waste in general. That if you can find an economic way of doing this, is spurring like even green technology is spurring new industry. So if you can find an economic, cheaper way to do it, capitalism will solve all of these problems for and us. And you give those countries a blueprint to be economic, to, to even hey, have higher economic listen, success. Well, the the problem is when you have like slave labor in your countries, yeah. it doesn't get much cheaper. Well, coal's coming back. So, I keep hearing all these things about yeah, coal. Coal so hot right now. So I'm not opposed to anything you said, other than. I am concerned that these will be mandated by the state and not allow, I shouldn't say cap capitalism is a word that Marxists use. Free markets will allow- Are you, Did you just call me a Marxist? No, no, it's a, it's a word that was invented by the Marxists. Real capitalists don't use the word capitalists. They use the word free markets or market-based Yeah, solutions. racists don't call themselves racists. That's bad for the brand. Market-based solutions to- Okay, that, that, now that sounds like you're a part of like Scientology exactly. or something. No, market-based solutions. Or free market solutions. I'm not in a pyramid scheme, Gary, and I'm in direct marketing. <laughs> I'm fine with everything. Uh, and if you, what you said is right, then the market will, will develop these things. And, and they'll take off, and the plastic ones will fall by the wayside. I don't think this is like lead in paint or lead in gasoline, where the state needs to intervene for the sake of a public health crisis. I, I think this is something okay, what, what, what that's if, left to the businesses themselves to decide. I get that you, uh, want, and, and you don't want government interaction. That's fine. I, I just, I don't think, when, when I'm thinking about some sort of dystopian future, I, it, it doesn't really matter if I have access to like a plastic bottle of Crush or Yeah, not. but what he's saying is that this is a very slippery slope, Gary. First yeah, the straws. I, mean, I, I get that. First the straws, then our mini sips, then our juice boxes. What's next? Our right to vote. That's Again, I know you're making light of this, but you know when you give a mouse a cookie, he wants a glass of milk, and if you, you know it, you have to be careful that when you start giving up creature comforts for the sake of an ideal, an, an idea rather than something concrete, then you're willing to give it up again and again, and in, in each little instance, it doesn't matter. You're right. So what? I don't have a straw. 
So what? We yeah, but you're already you're already triggered about the straws. But you're saying yeah, too, like, like if, if the straw thing if the straw thing is going to have an impact, but they can do this three or four times and take down three or four major elements or implements that of surplus plastic that we don't need. But that then will it never might... be enough. But that won't see. But there will, there will never be an endpoint here. There's no yeah, but, logical, yeah, but, the, no, but, but the, the whole point is that there's not supposed to be an endpoint. If you can come up with an environmentally friendly solution to these problems, two straws, two plastic bags, two plastic bottles, and replace them with something that's just better for the environment, and they serve essentially the same service, isn't that encouraging for the rest of the bad things in society that we can find another solution that you can get the same output from it, but it's just better for the environment? Listen, I would be perfectly happy if you could ask these people, say, give me a list of six or seven things that if we got rid of these six or seven things would reduce the consumption significantly and then leave us alone after that. And that, you know, that's to me a compromise that I'd be happy to make, but these people won't do it. Tim and once they get the six or seven, constantly improve, he wants to improve once. Yeah, he wants to improve time. once and that's it. Yeah, I'm but good. You know, for, I'm good for 40 years. It's a, it's a, it's similar to a left right divide in politics. You ask somebody on the right, you know, what do you want to see done? They can give you a list of five things. And if you do those five things, they'll be fine with everything else. But on the left, for example, they cannot give you five things. They'd want to give you five, then five more than five. More. Like there's a progressive versus people who are, who are very respectful of the present, who uh, sort of like. I like my politicians to be 100% now thinking. Yeah. Don't I, think about the future, yeah, politicians. I mean, isn't that what we love about the politicians? That they're you know, just all caps and what's on their mind. Isn't that what we want now? I want to. I want to be careful that we as a society don't give up particular creature comforts and liberties and get used to doing it. Once you start doing it once, you start doing it twice. It's not that not you that any one of for the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they can, big government often, Tim over here. <laughs> they can and often do lead to bad things down the road. You just one must be vigilant. That's all I'm but saying. But we're not ta we're not talking about taking things away. We're talking about replacing, replacing things. things with stuff that is more economic or more environmentally friendly. It's it's no different than gas, and probably will be more economically. Friendly. Yeah, like if we can somehow and make solar power viable, or make some sort of these hybrid like a hybrid between like something like nuclear power. I like nuclear power. If we can find a good way to get rid of the nuclear waste, people are terrified that there's going to be like meltdowns. But I mean, how many meltdowns has there really been? Like two ever. It's, I'm a big so proponent so, of nuclear yeah. energy as well. Like, it's cheaper. It's nuclear. Say, it's pronounced nuclear. But either way, if you can replace gas with something that works just the same, yeah. and it's cleaner, why wouldn't you do it? Especially if it's not, like, super expensive. Like, but isn't, that the, but, but, but isn't that the mentality that we should be getting into with everything? And isn't that how the real environmental problem would be solved? That you take each individual problem as its own problem and you find a way to better it and make it more environmentally friendly. If you apply that to everything and you just find solutions for everything, then yeah, you're right. Just getting rid of straws isn't going to make one iota a difference. But if you take that same mentality to straws and gas and coal or whatever it is that's damaging the environment and we apply those same principles and find better solutions for them, isn't that how the problem gets solved in the end? Sure. And I think people of good intention uh, describing the way you did, could come to a meeting of the minds to develop just that sort of plan. I'm suspicious, however, that many involved in this process are doing it, A, because it's a way to raise money to jet up outrage, and B, because they have sort of a pathological disposition against uh, sort of modern comforts and and really want to, like, you know, turn everything into a natural park. Uh, and it's just, it's, so 
and I and, and that they're, they're they're not as good faith actors. That there is there's money to be made by being an environmental activist for su- for certain circumstances. Uh, I'm not saying everybody's like that. Of course they're not. But I'm suspicious of the motives of some of the people in this play. I think that's fair, but that's an entirely different conversation. But I, I think you could say that about almost anything. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone it, is completely... You could say that about my fantasy football advice. I'm really only doing it because I get paid to do it. That is that is true. No, no, but that's not that's not the same thing. You have a genuine... It, 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 it is significantly different. It's all, like, it, but, not, it's, but it's all a bit... Yeah, there is a political aspect to it, too. And there is a... I mean, most of the people are trying to get paid with whatever they do, regardless of what it is, but without any money behind it. And, Tim, as you know, if you're not going to be able to raise money and get people behind it that way and get the sort of outside influence that you need, nothing will actually ever get done. It's scummy, but that's actually how politics works. Oh, no, and I'm not I'm not, dis- I'm not opposed uh, with... The, that's what a free system uh, and a free society allows, is those sorts of competition of ideas. But it's when... Those people take control of the reins of the state and then start insisting to, to both punish uh, their opposition and also to perpetrate a sort of a narrow ideological agenda that I'm concerned that you're, that people sacrificing their liberties little bit by little bit by little bit of a, at a time is not good for self-governing people. And that's what I'm concerned about. Okay, so on a very similar topic, uh, someone tweeted to Tim, Tim, you look like a guy who eats the Oreo whole without splitting it or dunking it in milk. You are cussed. Tim replied, I eat it whole, and sometimes I dunk it in orange juice. We've gone over this many times. Oh, have we? I, oh. I knew the answer to that question. Oh. Yeah. Not on the corner we haven't. And that I is think what we, I, I think we I have. I think we've just talked about this between ourselves. Oh, maybe. And it all blends together. Ex- like explain yourself. Oreo. What do you mean explain myself? That's- it started... When, when you earned, the day that you earned the insane person tag, this well, can, would be one of the references. Tim, can I, I ask just use. off the top, let's say hypothetically I could give you a pack of Oreos where the cream center was like orange flavored. All right, that would be garbage and you know it would be garbage. How would that be different than dunking it in a glass of OJ? <laughs> Well, first, it would use disgusting artificial flavors to flavor Oh, because I'm sh- what, what What orange juice are you dunking this in? I dunk it in simply orange, which is not from concentrate. So do you, honestly, do you think that you're... Or Tropicana with lots of pulp. So do you think that, like, how they produce the bottles uh, of the orange juice that you're drinking, your simply orange juice, which is, like, bottom-of-the-barrel cheap orange juice? It most certainly is. It's the the least expensive of orange juice. Also, you shouldn't drink orange juice. Well, yeah, maybe at the Metro on Front Street, it's the least it's it's the least expensive. Metro? But in real Canada, you you, 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 you understand that no matter where the store is, something is the most expensive and something is the least expensive. Depending, there's knockoff like no name brand orange juice. There, that's more expensive than this garbage. Anyway, do you really think there's people with real oranges standing over each individual bottle and squeezing the oranges into it? What do you think is in no, this orange juice? Machine drinking thing. drinking that orange juice, if you read the back of the orange juice bottle, is no different than having a can of Coke. I, that's not true. It, it is true. Just go look at what's in it. They, they, it says, made with real oranges right on the bottle. So why is everything else fake news, but that one's not? Well, and, you're not allowed to say Because it's written that on it's plastic, and if there's anything you can trust in this world, it's plastic. It's plastic. No, but it, it could be... Also plastic. It could be 4% real oranges. Yeah. Oh, well, it may be, but it's called simply orange. If you look at the ingredients, it's more than just... But again, like, made, made with real oranges... Like Pat said, that could be one orange in a batch. It's technically made, well, I guess it'd have to be two if it's made with oranges. Mm-hmm. 
but that just fills a quota. Anyway, I think we're off topic here. It's don't like dunk your sports. Oreos in orange juice. That's Yeah, that's... well, that came about because there was a day that was freezing cold and I was home and all I had in my house was some Oreos and some orange juice. You could so just decided... eat the Oreos by themselves. Well, but I decided when in Rome and uh, oh, God. and tried them together. And you know what? By the way, the second half of that is when in Rome, go to Asparo. <laughs> Well, you don't need to go to Rome to go to Sparrow. I mean, that's, that's kind of a waste to go to Rome point, to go to Sparrow. Yeah. You can get it at home. you better than you get it at Rome. Uh, you just take the Oreo and you dunk it in the orange juice. And actually what you have is a sweet and and sour sort of like cacophony of flavors in your mouth. And it's actually quite delicious. And uh, I would advise it. it. And no, I don't split it. I don't like to play with my food. I don't break You my don't food. like to you play with your food. individually dunk <laughs> spoonfuls of cereal. I'm not playing with it. I'm doing wow. something I think is more efficient for the flavor. It takes me 45 minutes to eat a bowl of cereal. Plus, you did tell people that you reuse the milk. Wait, how does that even work? Well, because if you don't eat all, like, because if you if you can't individually do it, how do you? What do you just leave the bowl uncovered in your fridge? No, no, no. Like you put the spoon in, you take the, and then you take out the spoonful of cereal. Then you don't like pour more milk in to put the next spoonful of cereal in. You like, only pour the milk in once. I get that, but you say reuse that milk, so you don't... Yeah, you're using that same bowl of milk till you're finished. Oh, okay. Well, it's a better question. If you decide to have another bowl of cereal, and he's not. this is someone who's just pouring their cereal in second, uh, do you drink the milk that was still left in the bowl and start over, or do you use that milk that was left over? And Tim said he reuses okay, the but milk. Okay, that, that makes more sense now, yes. Okay. In that instance, that's like cooking eggs in a frying pan that has bacon grease in it. Yeah, sure, I would just reuse the... Uh, milk well again he's never but, actually poured that's that's the problem this question is there was no actual pouring into the bowl it was it was a what is a bowl of cereal to tim he just has individual spoonfuls do you have a measurement system tim like would you say 15 spoons is a is equivalent to a bowl of cereal i i don't know i just spoon until the little box is empty well there you go um so i have did, did we have this one too um tim was triggered about this online uh, there is an Indian company uh, that has edible spoons, and they are part part of a growing trend of edible cutlery. <laughs> oh God! Have you ever even tried this stuff? No, well, of course I haven't tried edible cutlery. How do you know if it's any different? Like again, it's all a part of this millennial. I'm going to have a you know you know what's fun you know what's funny you are the most millennial of all of us because you won't even try anything. I do try to. I don't, I don't like that. That's a part of the problem. I can't stand it. Have you ever tried it? No. Remember how great the just the uh, the dissolvable stir sticks were at Bonnaroo for our coffee? Remember how much you hated those? Yeah, those weren't good. When I was looking how for a stir stick, I didn't want something that dissolved instantly. And yeah, I well, this, stir. Is an edi- this is an edible utensil. How sturdy is this? I don't know. I, I haven't tried it. Why would you? Because I would want to see if it actually worked. I'd be good with a dissolvable stir stick if it actually stirred my coffee and didn't just instantly melt. That was yeah, a bad product. It's like the disintegrating ray. Yeah. It just There's nothing wrong with the cutlery we have. We don't need any innovation on that front. Let's just mush on with what we've got. But this oh, sounds, so, so this sounds 20 great. years ago, did you punch the guy who invented the spork in the face? There's always new plateaus to reach. The a useless invention that is basically fallen out of vogue because nobody needs it. Also, this is coming from someone who can't do his own dishes, so he only owns one plate, one fork, 
one spoon, one knife. Well, to be fair to that logic, you wouldn't want to eat your only four. No, you wouldn't. But now he's in a situation where he has more than this stuff, but he doesn't know how to wash any of it. It seems like edible spoons and edible forks are exactly where he needs to be. That's true. It's just the it's just another marker of slovenly, lazy millennials. Well, how is it lazy? I'm not going to wash my dishes. Ha, ha, ha. I'll just take a bite out of my fork. You, you, you don't invested in paper plates because you couldn't wash dishes. Because I'm too busy hanging out in my 400 square foot loft and I haven't got room for any of my dishes. So I'm just going to, you know, buy edible spoons and not like, come on. Can you, but I feel can... like you don't understand the initiative that it takes to like design these things. Like that's, that's oh, completely. There's a lot of initiative and work to it. So that would be the antithesis of your argument of this laziness of the millennial culture. Also, which again, you can, you, can, can, can you can you of the lazy millennials? Can you please address the thing that I just brought up about you buying paper plates? Yes. Whatever. So how just is so, so, okay? So how is that more lazy? How is that less lazy than having an edible? I ta- I've said this before. Anyone who is a bachelor within two weeks will turn to paper plates as their usual plate. If you're like a bottom, that is if you have zero interaction with the outside world, because anyone who actually came over to your place or interacted with you and saw that you had paper plates would think you were a maniac. Like, look look how low this person is. No, he would think like, that guy's a bachelor. Like, if I go to the grocery store and buy... They like would think that guy's a bachelor, but it wouldn't be for the reason you think it's for. <laughs> yeah, they would think, <laughs> good lord, don't stand around him. <laughs> Children, get away. Like, like I, 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 I recall being a bachelor, and I don't recall having paper plates. I recall like having nice utensils, nice plates, wine glasses. And you know what? Washing them wasn't the biggest deal in the world. People don't bat an eye when a bachelor has It's like several months ago at the grocery store here, they had a sale on the Chili's instant uh, TV dinners. So I bought like 15 of them. Oh, and the person right ringing it through the machine sure just thought that's a bachelor. That's what he's doing. Like, like it's not looked down upon. It's just, that's just how bachelor. Again, men. You mean the 16 year old kid that was just smoking a joint out yeah, back? If you think cashiers aren't judging you, you are solely mistaken. Yeah, that's we, how we, we get both, through the shift. We both worked at grocery yeah. stores. <laughs> I did too. And you weren't judging every single person who came in? No, I don't care. I'm not the judging type. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If there's one thing we've learned, yeah, you're not, not judgmental not, whatsoever. Not judgmental at all. Oh. All right. Is that it? You got anything else? We've got to talk about the Oscars since we make a point every year talking about the Oscars on this show. I, I, I mean, I read through that stuff. I don't really care, to tell you the truth. I think it's a great idea. So I, I, I kind of glossed change, over this. I want to show that I can support change and progress and difference and that I think this idea of introducing... A, an Academy Award for Best Achievement in Popular Film. Great idea. What, what, what constitutes popular that's, film? That's the thing. And could you win that both? That is the question. Obviously, it'll have to be a box office number, and they'll have to draw that line somewhere. But that can be done. The same with so, like, in, like presidential debates. But isn't this just kind of a... This is just a half-assed solution to the problem that they're too sort of... No, this, this comes down... With, they're, they're not even too bougie with it. the best movies like the best quality of movies that come out are the smaller movies because there's no in-between movie anymore because we talked about yeah, earlier sure all those movies are now either tv shows or they're on netflix or on their own hulu but didn't we essentially solve this problem by increasing the amount of yeah, nominees but that 10? wasn't good enough for everyone because no because the, the movie the, the, the terrible movies that like tim water, likes 
when the movies that are winning are the Tim, has, had, put this way, Tim has bad taste. Which nobody has seen. We, we can talk about this. So Tim has awful taste. He doesn't know what's good and what's not. Sure. And he thinks that things that are really... He's talking about buying fucking Chili's TV dinners and thinking that people aren't judging him for it. Like he's not just some sort of just complete lunatic who, you know, might be like the Unabomber. I don't know. Like your lifestyle sounds very Unabomber-esque. I'll just throw that out. He didn't have a microwave. But he has bad taste. So he wants, because he, he's a snowflake, and he doesn't like when st- stuff he doesn't understand or thinks is bad, everyone else is like, yeah, that's really oh, good. so you're saying this is the Oscars version of a participation race. Exactly. Interesting. You know these shitty movies I like? Why don't they win Oscars? Now there's a chance for that. So That's nice. This is why Tim likes this so much. No, they're, so part of it is that the, uh, the viewership of the award show is down. Because the movies that we're getting the viewership of every single thing is down. How do you not understand this? When they nominated super popular movies over the last few years, before the last couple of years, viewership went up. When they nominated really movies that nobody like, your Avatar was nominated. They had huge ratings. When they nominate, and that's a terrible movie, but when they nominate movies that are popular, you see a direct correlation between the Oscar viewership and and okay. So, So it's no longer about what's the best movie. Is what you're saying? Well, that's well, yes, but that's specifically named popular movie or what, what's what's the actual category name? It's debatable about whether the Academy is overlooking actually what maybe what is the maybe what constitutes the best movie. In some senses, is popularity. Aristotle used to talk. No, about, it's not because you know, people like you the would then get to weigh, and you know fucking nothing about movies. Like the, who judges the, the the quality of the meal, the expert cook or the diners themselves? Of course, it's the diners. People are consuming it. They're really the ones judging the quality of something. But, that, but that's not what the Oscars are, though. And that's also not how, like, food reviews work. Like, the Oscars no, the Oscars have never tried the, to be, hey, this is... Critics are that's the peop- There's it's literally an award show for that. It's called the People's Choice Awards. Yeah, or the MTV Movie Awards. Or the fucking Golden Globes, where you can just pay to win one. I just well, feel like it's, it's a really... Well, the Oscars smart by moving this up, moving this award show up to the Sunday after the Super Bowl, intentionally to be A, in February sweeps, and B... In order you, to, you, like, you, you do understand this. You, okay, stop, stop using words like February sweeps. Don't sweeps aren't a thing anymore. anymore. They still no, are. No, they aren't. No, they are not. Do you For see? ABC, you you have no concept about how television works because you think that television is the same today. Maybe to you there is, but advertisers do not pay more now just because stuff is on in February because that doesn't happen. There also isn't the same divide between movie stars and television stars. There's so also you can't no, draw these. Major stars that'll never be and on TV t- again. TV also doesn't end at the beginning of May and starts at the beginning of September anymore. That's why sweeps existed. But network and that's TV not. Does. No, it doesn't. Most, almost all network TV shows. Really. No, CBS, they don't. CBS has their own app now. That's that's the only place you could watch Star Trek. And also the I think the, the, the biggest ratings boom of any like new show that's come out realistically. Actually, I guess there was two of them. The two highest rated like different version genre shows in the past 20 years, Survivor being one of them, mm-hmm. debuted in the summer, Empire being the other one, Empire. debuted in the summer. And then and that goes back to a prior and, 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 and then and then it turned out that hey, people watch TV in the summer too. So it just runs all year long. I just think this is Really, it's, it's, it's a weird... You know, the 1987 Oscars are looking great. Michael Douglas has shown up sans mullet, but he is looking very Gordon Gecko-esque with that brick cell phone he has. February sweeps are a big deal, Tim. You care to weigh in? They. You I know nothing. For network, nothing. For networks, they matter. And they don't. Also just S- selling, their OT- selling their new OTT platforms is what matters to networks yeah. now. And shortening the gap between them and the Golden Globes, I think is smart tip. I just feel like if, if you're one of these movies that is nominated for most popular movie, like you have to take that as, hey, 
here's the award for movie that people went to go see, but isn't even really though it's any not any good. Like, why would you think this is an award anyone wants to win? Well, because it's always better to win an Oscar because you know what? You know, oh, oh, there's money Oscar. to make. These popular movies that are solely only there because they already dominated the box office. There's money to be made off. The, off all well, of a sudden, I get to see Oscar-winning Avengers two because that's really the pull for me. No, is no, that Avengers two won an Oscar. And the cinematographers get to call themselves right Academy Award winners. No, I mean, th there's not a whole separate set of categories. It's one category. No, but if you win, it's not best director of a shitty movie. If you're the director of a movie that won an Academy Award, that care that in Hollywood that no, carries. But you're not. You don't get to say that you're an Oscar-winning director. director. Yeah, that's not. That's not. That's not how that works. I like that they're going to phase out on the TV show all of the awards that no one's heard of and no one knows anything about. That's probably for the best. It, that's probably best for the telecast. We, I like that stuff. Three hours max now. That show is going to run three hours max. I never I understood they why they were year. so concerned about yeah, what if it's you're three. watching the start, you're watching the, the end. end. Yeah, if it's four hours, isn't that better? This is the thing with baseball, where they're well, like short and baseball, short and baseball. It's like if you're if you're tuning in to watch a baseball game, you're here to watch baseball. Yeah, it's better it's off that's five hours. That's yeah. more commercials. I, I I wonder though, they probably only sell so many commercials, right? Well, you, then you, the I'm sure that sometime within the last fifty years, advertising executives have sold periphery ads mm -hmm. to say, "Hey, if we do go over, you get a discount on this price, but it's still this, and you get to be a part of the Oscars broadcast." I'm sure that it's not like, "Oh my God, we only sold three hours worth of commercials." Well, no more commercials. I would actually say they're no, they're, but they're, they're as, as a viewer, be... I'm happy that they're going to keep it shorter because you know I don't want it to go. Before. Why you have you literally have nothing to do? Because I prefer to just Should, shouldn't. Wait, what, what else are you doing? You, you, things could be all day for you. All right, all right. You know this. I, I that's not true. And I. What think, are you? What are you doing? Tell me. What are you doing? I don't need to be up till one a.m. watching an award show. But you would. And I watch them because that's how I stay connected to pop culture. And also, being up till one is very specific to you because you live in the world's worst time zone. It no, is, it's a, no, no one, no one, no one actually gives a shit about what people on the east coast of Canada are up to. In terms of TV no, programming. But they care about people on the East Coast of the United States. Sure, so that, that's also midnight. That's a completely and different ballgame than one. No, it's not. Yes, it is. For most people, midnight on a, on a work night is too is late. I think unless you have kids, you're up well past midnight. Unless you have some sort of job where you work at like 5 a.m. It's probably starting to get to the cutoff point. But yeah, I don't, I don't think that's exceedingly late for anyone. No, but he's saying that no one does it. No one stays up that late. Well, yeah, midnight is fine because it starts at nine on the East Coast and runs to to twelve, or then that's fine. But it's, it's smart think, to reduce. Doesn't it usually I, start at eight? It's the same thing at Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I like the changes the Oscars have made. I'm not against these changes. I'm showing that showing some growth here, but I'm not just opposed to it because it's, it's true. New. This 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 is technically a different side of the take that you have presented, and I will applaud you for that. I just I, I feel like it's a very it's just very, it's a dumbing down of the Oscars. Yeah. Not that it matters, because the Oscars it, really it, yeah, don't Yeah, in the matter. grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. But I, I think that for things that for things that we can already definitively say, this doesn't matter, why change it? Because it doesn't matter. Let let the people who enjoy it and let the people who have the sanctity of it and think it is this, you know, bar it, it's the best barometer of movie quality. Well, it's funny, because that, that's how Tim actually judges these things. I just like it because I like to see who wins the awards. I, yeah. I like a good competition. But Tim is like, oh, Crash won the Oscar. Crash is a great movie. I don't think I even said it at that time. Terrence Howard's movie. finest work until Empire. Bar none. But it's cool to see the Academy rewarding movies that aren't in their sort of like higher rung of like. You mean you mean the, the the better movies? But again, I think it's it's almost well, at the level. In one sense, but not better in an, 
most popular is a type of better. No, it's not. Right? Most, most, well, again, to say most like, popular is you're like, literally telling people, hey, these these movies weren't good enough to actually win technical awards. So actually, they probably would win the technical awards. That, a lot of them do. That's true. Because um, that's where those movies shine. Yeah. Which but, so again, I don't see because all these movies tend to get, but they're taking away the technical categories. Uh, maybe, so maybe I guess that's, that's their solution. Taking them away. They're not taking them away. They're just not going to show them on but, but, but to your point, if people come to see, you know... Yeah, like, like when Mad Max made that yeah. big run through the technical categories. Harry Potter used to win all those categories. Or Star Wars. Star or something Wars. like that. Or the Avengers movie. Right? So yeah, maybe if they're like, eliminating but, that section of the show, maybe this is just the way that they can still have those movies actually be notable on television. Yeah, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. There. Thoughts, Tim? I, I think that's reasonable. I can't wait for best director in a semi-popular movie. That's going to be my <laughs> new favorite category. That's like the Rian Johnson special. Oh, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't like Johnson. Now, other than Looper, which I thought was a good movie. You also didn't uh, see... You also, I don't know why I thought you didn't like Looper. I do like Looper. It was oh, you don't movie. like I mean, the I'll, other guys. Right. That yeah. movie is trash. Not, sorry, not the other guys. Sorry, not the other guys. Um, the nice guys. The nice guys. I, I don't like the other guys. The other guys yeah. is actually pretty good. The other guys is not fun. I like the first hour of the other I guys. I like the first five minutes of the other guys. Yeah, That's a great like five the, minutes. That's a bad movie. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Once, once you destroy hey. a Star Wars movie and are hated for it. it it's funny because everyone seems everyone I've talked to really liked Last Jedi. I haven't no, seen it. I'm, I'm more on Tim's side. No, it was just, it was too long. They, they could cut half an hour from it. I'm not appalled to my core i don't feel like they wronged me in any way but i was i did leave and go i I didn't need some of the stuff that was in that movie but it's fine he well i mean he directed one of my favorite indie movies brick brick is a great movie that's true he's do everything yeah and he he directed that breaking bad episode with the train heist yeah he's done some good tv episodes well again it was it was fine it was just i'm not i'm not triggered like tim is all the time yeah where he just has to go and pick fights because he has nothing else Tim, to do. Tim, have you given money, even though it's technically like online pandering, but have you given money to these uh, these websites that say we're going to raise $40 million and give it to Disney so we can recut The Last Jedi to save the franchise? No, that movie was bad. It deserves to be bad. It deserves to be remembered as bad. And I hope J.J. Abrams can, can save it because, you know, it would be nice that two of the three new uh, trilogy movies are, are decent. I mean, you should just bring George Lucas back because you were such a big fan of Phantom Menace. I liked Phantom He's Menace. He's got a new I'll movie. George Lucas? I'll... No. Uh, Tim? T- he, t- he wasn't the kid in Phantom Menace. Oh, Hayden Christensen. Christensen. Little Italy. Yeah. My Uber driver was telling me all about it. His name was Salvador. He loved Little Italy. Hey, interesting. Anyone who can see through the lies of the Jedi is a hero to me. I, 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 now, he, now it sounds like he's fake news. Yeah. Just saying stuff to get attention because he's a millennial. Like it, it, your Twitter account is the most millennial Twitter account ever. Most certainly, it's just being not. triggered by things and making outrageous hipster statements. I'm not making any hipster statements. You hate you hate things that are very commonly accepted as being popular. I, well, I, like I just like my like like eating cereal the right way. Well, if, Tim, if that's not the case, you might have to be institutionalized. No, I just you God live. Forbid I don't. I deign to think for myself. Yeah, but everything that you think is just crazy. Do you not see how that's a problem? I bought 15 Hungry Man dinners the other day. They were on well, sale. Well, they were made by the Aren't they always on chilies. sale? No, not for $2.99, and they're chilies ones. Man, I, like I would them. not feel good about eating meat oh, that I bought for $2.99. How much time do you spend on the can? 
I don't know. I don't time it. Do you have like a clock like that you're inching towards a heart attack or something like that? No, no. Because every every bit of food you've brought up on this episode is just horrible for you. Is your favorite Chili's dinner differ that greatly from your favorite Hungry Man dinner? Yes, there's a pasta one for Chili's. It's a mm. it's a mac a pepper mac and cheese one that that's really quite excellent. Oh, that does not sound like it nukes well. No, no. I bet you it tastes like garbage too. I, it's delicious. The best thing Chili's does are the chips they give you at the beginning. Can't screw those up. Anyway, oh, hour and a half. I think that's pretty we good. We did it. We did it. Gary and Thorne, thank you for being no here. No problem. I'd also like to thank, guess who? I have a inkling. It is. A Tim Undergust! Tim Undergust. That is not my name. No, no, it sure is. Do you know why it's your name? I don't, I don't know. Because this was an episode of Cust Corner! Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States. But it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, <laughs> I don't like that name, but I hope people enjoy it because I suspect the football season's starting up. We probably won't have a chance to record another corner for quite a while. So No, we might have to uh, do some at the end of some uh, pick shows. And then I'll or like in between like we were doing? or No, I'll probably just do it. Well, after the fact, we'll do like 10 minutes, and I'll save all those 10 minutes, maybe release one after oh. week eight, release one at the end of the season. That'll be oh, good. Okay, that's a good idea. That seems yeah like a way I can get out of doing a Friday show once every eight weeks. There you go. Boom! Because I'm sure there will be things during the football year that will enrage me that I'll want to talk about. Of course. I'm sure that two minutes after you get off the line, things are going to enrage you. It's too hot out! I hate hot! Oh, it's too cold out! I hate cold! I've been spending most of my time on Twitter just typing Khalil Mack and trying to read updates about him. Oh, now you're dating the show. Don't I ask oh, you not oh. to date the show every single time we do the fucking show? I, I, I apologize. You can cut that. Do, do you, know, you don't understand how this stuff works, do you? you, you know, it's not just like I press the I cut. No I don't just press the cut button and it's just out. I have no idea. Just make an extra work for Paul. It's okay. Paul's got a free money bet. That's true. He is technically like paying Paul 50 yeah. bucks, so. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States. But it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, hee <laughs> hee.